Welcome to the LetterTech Lab. LiDAR launches with LetterTech. Hello, everyone. I'm Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and you're watching another episode of LetterTech Lab, a LetterTech podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Again, I'm Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we really appreciate all of you joining us for another LetterTech Lab conversation. As you're listening along to our thought leadership today, make sure that you're going to our website, lettertech.com. Again, letter, L-E-D-D-A-R, tech, Com. You can find more information about our solutions, services, more thought leadership, and of course, more LetterTech Lab content, including videos, podcasts, some articles and blogs, and more. You can also subscribe to LetterTech Lab on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations, as well as notifications when we drop new great conversations. So without further ado, on today's episode of the podcast, we're launching a series of discussions on the ecosystem. And no, we're not talking about the environment per se. At LetterTech, though we make our name through innovative, high-quality technology, we know that it takes more than just insights and more than just hardware to deliver on the full capacity of an ADAS solution and set of solutions. And what we pride ourselves on here is the work that we've done to build out a network of partners, of collaborators, of suppliers that really deliver their technological support, their market strategies, and their industry experience to the benefit of LetterTech, but more importantly, to the benefit of our end users. So in that sense, we've built an ecosystem. And with our next several podcasts, starting with this one, we're diving deep into what makes that LetterTech ecosystem work and function, how it's been designed and structured from the very beginning, and why it matters for the successful integration and implementation of our solutions, which of course means happy customers. So for thought leadership today, we're joined by Heinz Oira. He's Director of Strategic Partnerships for LetterTech. Heinz, great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm great, Daniel. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> uh, looking forward uh, for the next minutes and uh, yeah, excited to talk about ecosystems with you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really a pleasure getting you on. I have a feeling we're going to be doing more of these conversations. So this is a bit of an introduction to you as well as a thought leader. And then we're going to be chatting with you and several other guests on future episodes as we continue to break down this ecosystem. So to start, let's learn a little bit more about you and your, I guess, uh, approach to ecosystem. Uh, really, more importantly, just how you've related to the work that you've done in your industry and why that gives you the expertise to talk about today's topic. So give us the Heinz Oira breakdown, a little background on you. Yeah, well, um, uh, when I started my, my career and then I, I spent almost most of my career in the semiconductor industry. I started in the semiconductor equipment industry in the beginning of the 90s, and I still realized how complex the overall supply chain is. So from pushing the boundaries of physics and chemistry, engineering at the atomic level and industrial scale, and finally solving these complex challenges in these various vertical markets. So at this time, most of us realized that these supply chain, uh, complex supply chain needs more emphasize on collaborative relationships and joint forces to succeed. But we haven't been sure how to do that. And then, you, you know, it was in the 19th, uh, relatively conservative business models, relative conservative supply chain models. Uh, and there was still an arguing about supply chain models versus value chain models. 
And uh, yes, this brought up to the term ecosystem, which is nothing uh, rocket science or disruptive rather than we all know ecosystem from biology. Uh, it's usually a community of interacting organisms and their physical environment. But in general use, it's a complex network or a, of, of interconnected systems. And, and this brings us to back to business, brings us back to technology. And so the idea of bringing together multiple players of different types and sizes in order to create scale and service markets in, in ways that are beyond the capacity of any single organization. So this encouraged me to focus on, on, on the value of these partnerships and, and in particular with the upcoming of these new technologies. Uh, and these disruptive vertical markets, what we especially we are seeing now, for example, in the automotive markets, we will talk a little bit about that later. I realized that ecosystems can be a major opportunity for businesses today. And 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 uh, saying that, uh, I realized also that that you have to combine a lot of different ingredients. It's not only technology; it's it's also a purposeful focus on the human dimension of transformation, it's, it's teaming up with others, it's, it's an open attitude to working with, with companies that, that may be very different than your own, like, like startups. And, 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 and of course, you have to seal everything with, with contractual arrangements. And so I believe ecosystems are vehicles uh, through which companies can deliver new products. Uh, services and value at speed and that's important which ultimately will help them remain competitive and instinctive and so i'm more than happy to part be part of this transformation both on the technology but not very important as well on the business and don't forget the social side of that whole journey yeah that culture is an aspect that we'll break down here as well but I feel like you gave us a great definition there of the kind of ecosystem we're talking about. I gave a basic definition to start, but really what we're talking about here are those business ecosystems, those technology ecosystems. And like you said, that ecosystem of, you know, interested, like-minded professionals, which extends to, like you said, a social, more cultural kind of ecosystem that needs to be fostered to create a successful partnership, a successful business-to-business uh, -business relationship. So expanding then, on uh, just beyond the definition of an ecosystem, can you break down for us why you feel this concept is so important, not only to letter tech, but to maybe your industry at large and, uh, you know, some of the inner workings of the specific hardware that you produce? Okay. Well, uh, as I said, ecosystems typically bring together multiple players of different types uh, and sizes. Uh, in order to create scale and service markets in ways that are beyond the capacity of any single organization. So in those days, nobody can do it alone anymore. Even the big guys uh, are, are in a kind of, of uh, not, not capable of doing that, uh, even they are really big. And then I think being part of an ecosystem encourages both innovation and growth, and it helps create new value propositions uh, through both, on the one side, collaboration and competition. And this is an important thing. Even competitors could collaborate. Well, they, they might compete in a certain area, but they might be complementary in another area where they could successfully collaborate. And, and 
you you see a lot of examples in 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 the in, in the tech market as of today with with the big guys uh which we all know the names which started uh these concepts very early and it's a springboard for reaching more customers and therefore more sales and profit and 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 the very simple value equation is always when i'm talking to potential uh, partners or prospects is one plus one must be bigger than two that means that side must create more value together than they would do separately and and there are many ways to create joint value uh, if sites share resources it could be low to lower costs uh, or higher sales and if sites lean on what each party does best they can create new products and services so uh, it's not it's very easy said now it's i know it from experience that the challenge to execute such a, a business concept is not easy but uh, uh, if you if you if you consider it and then you if you if you can deploy it uh, it reaches far beyond any other success story right so then would you say that that uh, ecosystem mentality or that vision to try to build an ecosystem is uh, not only important, but maybe also a necessity at this point within the tech industry as a whole? Is that something that has gone beyond just being a differentiator and is almost just part and parcel with having success in the industry nowadays? What are your thoughts there? Well, uh, good point, Daniel. And, and I think the, the, the tech industry more or less uh, brought ecosystem to a, to a to, to the next level, uh, as I said, we know ecosystem from nature. Uh, but in the in the in the in the current mass market commodity industry, of course, this wasn't um, wasn't even to be considered as as you had the, the the usual supply chains. But but an ecosystem is an extremely important concept in strategy in the tech industry. Uh, in today, product market is. They are complex. Uh, it's a complex web of technologies and intelligence, and therefore I see a strong future in ecosystems in the tech, uh, in the technology, in the yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, in any market, because sooner or later, with the upcoming uh, complex digitalization of the world, uh, any any aspect of our life is in a certain context uh, touched by technology. And yeah, I think the future in ecosystems is to create new competitive advantage, better serve customers and create new customer experience and drive innovation and disruption. And, and I believe the tech industry needs to collaborate towards a common goal and instead of relating uh, disparate technologies. Yeah. So let's better define who makes up that ecosystem today. If you had to give us a bullet list, basically, and include uh, maybe some of the forgotten players that aren't always thought of as part of that ecosystem, who are those key professionals, organizations, or, or you know, I guess sets, uh, definitional sets of players that you'd say make up the core of a business and technology and broader cultural ecosystem that we're talking about today? Uh, well, uh, if I if I understand the question right, you are asking me who, uh, in which areas these players uh, will come from. Uh, sure. Or, uh, yeah. Or or maybe if you had to uh, definitionally uh, 
give me their role, right? So supplier or partner or, uh, you know, industry collaborator, right? Just kind of lay out what are those key sects of people that make up an ecosystem and then we'll get more granular. Well, uh, uh, let's start with the, with the supplier, but, but basically, uh, I, maybe we, we, we come later on, on, on that, but there's a, there's a distinction between supplier and partner. So I, let me leave the supplier out a little bit and, 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 and give them, uh, more emphasis on the partner side and on the collaborators. Uh, we also see here a, a difference a little bit. Uh, we, we call them also strategic partners. Uh, strategic partners usually have, have commitments. Uh, they, uh, get enough of a return to keep working together. Uh, uh, they, uh, consequently it will, uh, increase sales and, but very important, it's shared resources. So shared resources and risks is a main feature of a strategic partner, uh, as both sides commit to something. Uh, so it's a win-win, lose-lose, hopefully not lose-lose, but in, at the end of the day, it's a win-win. Uh, could, could be among two partners, even more complex. And we have examples even within LadderTech where we are adding up uh, three, four, even five partners in, in a complex project, which is very challenging. But at the end of the day, uh, uh, we are talking here again about components and technology partners, which are really committed to go to market, two or more organizations with a common goal uh, to support a customer and then OEM deployment. So you brought up a key distinction there that I want to expand on. Again, there are a lot of different kinds of B2B relationships. Sounds like strategic partners are really the core of what make up that ecosystem because, like you said, shared resources and shared risk. But for the sake of our discussion, let's just sort of uh, do a compare and contrast here between a supplier, which I think a lot of people might identify on a surface level as, oh, that's my strategic partner there, versus one that is actually a strategic partner. Those roles end up filling different needs in a broader ecosystem. So can you break that down for us? What role does each play, a supplier versus a partner, or strategic partner? And would you say that it's necessary to sort of value one over the other? Do they coexist? Do they each play a, an important role in the ecosystem? What are your thoughts? Great question, Daniel. Uh, by the way, thank you for the question, because this is something what, what, what often even internally within the organizations is not well understood. And then it's not easy because often you have projects with suppliers, you have projects with partners, you have projects with customers. And, uh, although at the end of the day, of course, uh, uh, to make a successful product, to sell it, to make money, to make profit is, is always the utmost goal. It's always a little bit different how to reach that goal. So the path is different. And then we know, as I said in, in the previous question, there is a distinction between a supplier and a partner. And, and per definition, I call a supplier often selected through a bidding process provides goods or services in standardized transaction patterns for a period of time, uh, conforming to standard terms and conditions. So that's, that's how we know it, how we use it, and how many companies are still using it, uh, especially also outside of tech. Uh, and when the transaction ends, the business relationship usually ends. So you can say, okay, if this Supplier is much more committed than, than what I said before. It could become a strategic supplier, but nevertheless, it's still a supplier per definition. So 
Uh, I see a partner, on the other hand, uh, is a tailored business relationship based on a, a mutual trust, based on openness, based on, as I said before, shared risk and reward that yields at the end of the day to a competitive advantage. And partners all often participate in the product design processes across organizational and even geographical boundaries. And partnerships are, I consider them as fluid, flexible relationships that depend on honesty and integrity to succeed. So you see, I mentioned a lot of terms, a lot of, of, of parameters, a lot of, of conditions which are not related to tech. So, uh, which means, yes, we are in the tech industry, we are in high technology, but at the end of the day, it comes, it, it, it always ends up in, in, in us as human beings, how we work together, how we trust each other, how we talk to each other, and how we communicate. So expanding on that uh, division between supplier and partner, strategic partner, uh, do you ever see suppliers or, uh, you know, let's say there's a company and they've established a relationship with a supplier and their relationship, uh, you know, even though there is some aspect of it that is beyond transactional, still sort of has that base level of we supply you this and our relationship more or less ends there. Have you seen uh, those suppliers become partners and strategic partners? Does that uh, relationship ever develop out of sort of an initial supplier relationship? Or does a successful ecosystem have to set that partnership expectation, that relationship expectation from the very beginning when you start to build it out? Can there be that transition? What do you think? Uh, also good question. Uh, I think both sides are, are valid and possible. Uh, uh, and also, I made that experience already that on the one side, we had suppliers which developed to partners. Uh, and on the other side, of course, we had, or we have partners which never have been suppliers rather than immediately jumped on the partnership level. And I think uh, there are different stages uh, where you can evolve on a partnership level and, and, and usually it, it could start as a supplier. Uh, but then maybe you are, you're evolving yourself into, into a partner, uh, maybe even, uh, doing a, a project together. As I said, sharing costs, sharing risks, doing multiple projects and, and maybe the, the end level of a, a partnership could be that this partner says, Oh, guys, uh, that's a cool company. I would like to even be part of that. And maybe uh, uh, you're doing uh, sharing investment joint venture, or at the end of the day, it could end up in an MODA. So both sides are possible. Of course, we have criteria how we see a partnership, but uh, I think you should be flexible enough to give people the chance to evolve. And, and sometimes it also happens that today it, it's not possible because certain criteria doesn't fit, but maybe a year later, uh, you know, changes from both sides are possible, you know, new management, different culture, uh, different organizations, different people. Uh, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a people's business still, not a technology business. And, and then partnerships can create it also on that level. So you can come from different angles, although you, you have a kind of core 
criteria, but at the end of the day, uh, everything is possible. Right. So then what uh, strategies or advice would you offer to folks listening who have a lot of suppliers and maybe are looking to transition them to partners? What criteria would you offer so that folks can identify whether they should try to keep this relationship as just a supplier relationship and it works best there, or whether this should be something that should be fostered and encouraged to grow into something more solidified, like a strategic partner? Yeah. Well, well, this is something I think depends on the company strategy and the corporate strategy. Usually, I, I see three ways how to do to, to create products and to, to create then revenues and profit is on the one side, of course, you do it on your own, uh, which has its advantages, but also disadvantages. On the other side, uh, if you think you cannot do it on your own, maybe you buy something. This, this is what I mentioned before, goes into the M&A area. And there is something in between where I say, hey, uh, there is some complementarity. Uh, uh, which makes sense, doesn't make sense that we do it. It's, it's by far not our core, core competence, competences. It's by far too expensive. And, and one, one important factor is your time to market. Uh, so it takes us maybe five, 10 years and then, then maybe other companies are leapfrogging you. So it always depends on where you stand on your strategy map, where you stand on your product portfolio. And whenever I think it comes to, looking into something complementary, you need to add value to your whole product, then it makes sense to partner. Otherwise, look for a supplier for your own product, nothing wrong with that, perfect. Or even beyond, if you can afford, uh, look into uh, acquiring some technology, uh, but if you're looking for something complementary and you find some nice partner, do it that way. All right. Thank you so much for all the insights so far. I feel like we're getting really to the meat of why these dynamics matter. So playing off of that, I want to bring the conversation to letter tech now a little bit and use some of the strategies that you've employed to build your own ecosystem as uh, a framework for strategy and advice. So how does having a robust and well-defined ecosystem contribute to the business model of letter tech? And what does that say about how the ecosystem should reflect the vision, the goal of a company's business model? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we at LatterTech believe that an ecosystem collaboration of, of, of leading top tier, in our case, mainly automotive suppliers, is instrumental in the success of emerging uh, environmental sensing solutions in the future mobility industry. So, so uh, within the ecosystem, we are ca capable of developing standards and more interoperable technology as well, harmonizing specification. Nobody can do that alone. Uh, we, we, you can have, I'm sure, hundreds of podcasts just about the complexity in the future of autonomous driving and the mobility industry in regards to safety. Uh, so, and at the end of the day, we need to harmonize specification. We need to harmonize standards and you cannot do that alone. So you need to partner, uh, and then everybody should add its core competence. And as I said before, complementary technologies, uh, should be used, uh, to merge and at the end of the day to make the, the one plus one uh, bigger than two. So uh, 
basically we are able uh, we are able to define the performance needed to address real use case requirements of uh, instead of overemphasizing specs yes so if everybody is doing that it's a never ending story and then we can leverage ip and expertise from technology and industrial leader and very important it is possible to sharing again costs and risks uh, and and you you can imagine how expensive it is developing such key components and ip blocks and and and, and by sharing that uh, uh, again on the complementarity side this consequently enables Ladatex to make here platform decisions rather than product decisions and everybody is selling what is good in that and 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 everybody should focus on on their core competences do you have an example that you could share of uh, how integrating into LetterText ecosystem benefited a partner because like you've said several times on the podcast today what really defines that partnership is a shared responsibility shared resources and reward, but also shared risk, right? And when there's that mutual understanding between professionals, between companies, then both parties benefit. So give us an example of how that has really manifested positively for a partner that has come in with that right mentality. There was that mutual understanding between both parties and how it has benefited an ecosystem partner. Well, uh, uh, yes, uh, I can share an example. Um might be very very let me say specific because it's it's uh, uh, some specific technology you, you might know Lidatec is also a leader in in, in lidar uh, uh, which is an environmental uh, laser sensing technology used in in automotive driving and autonomous vehicles and 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 within that uh, space we uh, we we had the idea of developing an automotive LiDAR development kit uh, rather than to develop the whole sensor, which we don't believe is our core competence. Uh, we thought we will set up a, a project to, uh, to uh, develop such an, a kit to get customer success uh, to see how things are working. And, and we give preferred access to components and technical expertise. Uh, it's supported by market leaders. It's of course Ladderdeck uh, and it's others. Uh, uh, it's public anyway, so we have leading companies from the semiconductor industry, uh, from manufacturing uh, side for automotive, and uh, this kit develops and uh, represents an industry first, uh, where leading technology companies collaborated to develop something that reduces the development effort, costs and risks, and accelerates automotive tier ones time to market, developing their own LiDAR to address the customer needs for these ADAS and autonomous driving applications. So again, you, you did hear the, the passwords again, uh, sharing risks, sharing costs, reducing time to market or uh, accelerating uh, time to market. And, 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 and this, 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 what we did together here among one, two, three, four, five, six companies, uh, leverages major technologies. And then unlike off the shelf, uh, 
products which are less major and, and often not optimized for specific customers use cases this offers something where customers can tailor something again it's reduced risk tested and proven technologies which enables a final design that reduces again the risks and, and avoids potentially years of research and development trial and error investments uh, it's a reduced financial investment. I mean, this we are talking here about millions, ten, sometimes in other areas, 10, 100 millions of investment uh, of dollars, euros, or whatever currency, uh, which is now here injected by the partners. Uh, so everybody takes a share. Uh, and, and last but not least, as I said, uh, the reduced development time is a huge uh, uh, advantage that means in in our case we can say we reduced development time by almost two years and and this is something uh, which is in high tech extremely important all right Heinz I feel like we're just about done with our conversation so the last main thing that I want to wrap up our first ecosystem podcast with is making sure we understand how this benefits the customer so obviously because what really necessitates a healthy ecosystem is having that uh, sort of mutual investment from all parties. Uh, there seems to be a very clear benefit when you have that right mentality and that right vision from said parties. But what maybe isn't as clear is how does this end up translating into a more positive experience, product, or relationship with letter tech for the customer. So give us a little bit of insight there, pulling from how you've seen this benefit LetterText customers, but give us that bigger picture too, uh, how you see just in general, the benefits of an ecosystem in the tech industry benefiting the end users as well. Well, uh, I said a lot of things already and and, and, and maybe uh, the one or the other could read or could listen, could listen uh, between the lines. But but summing up, again, organizations operate here together to produce something of greater value, uh, benefit each organization, not only the ecosystem, uh, but also the customer. Because again, as I said, uh, the customer at the end of the day gets something uh, to a better price, get something earlier, get something with a higher quality, get something in our case here safer. So. Uh, these clients, and I mentioned that the word platform before, so let me call them platform clients, can now develop their own, let me call it here, generally sensor solution. And, and they can leverage LetterTex core technology and the support of the all engaged ecosystem partner. And uh, this is not a one-time wonder, or it shouldn't be a one-time wonder because the next level as i said it in the beginning is also that partners are working together beyond one project and sharing roadmaps that means sharing roadmaps for innovation which will enable the partner to keep on making investments that strengthen the ecosystem and for the benefit of the end customer and ultimately the end user because ecosystem doesn't only mean in our case letter deck and their partners ecosystem means uh, all people involved here. And this starts from the, allow me nevertheless to call it supplier till the end user like you and me. And I think on that note, Heinz, that does it for our first conversation here on 
the benefits of a broader ecosystem in industry, specifically in tech industries, and even more specifically for letter tech and why letter tech employs an ecosystem business model and how it benefits all those partners and end users. So what we're going to be doing is moving forward, we're going to do several other conversations around ecosystem, some of its um, opportunities, some of its challenges, how to maximize them, and how to strategize around building a really positive one. So I'm looking forward to future conversations. But till then, thank you to Heinz Oira, Director of Strategic Partnerships for LetterTech. It's really been a pleasure, Heinz. Thank you for all your thought leadership. Thank you, Daniel. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. And real quick before I let you go, Heinz, if folks want to find out more about LetterTech in this context, more about LetterTech's ecosystem, how can they learn more? How can they get in touch? Oh, well, uh, I think that the, the best way is to, to get, go to LetterTech.com. Uh, I think, Daniel, you nicely spelled it out at the beginning. <laughs> uh, it's L-E-D-D-A-R uh, dot uh, tech dot com. Uh, of course, uh, uh, I mean, you, you find us on, on the usual social media channels. Uh, uh, you find also myself uh, on the best ways to find myself on the LinkedIn profile. Uh, so more than willing to start a dialogue with you guys. And, and uh, we are looking forward to anybody who is interested in LetterTech and we would appreciate uh, uh, your dialogue and, and your interaction with us. Fantastic. Yep. Always got to make sure we spell out that website. So thanks again, Pine Zoira. It's really been a pleasure. We'll chat again soon. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. Goodbye. And thank you everyone for listening and watching today's episode of Letter Tech Lab, a Letter Tech podcast. If you like what you heard and what you saw and want to listen to some previous episodes or want to engage with other Letter Tech content, make sure that you're going to our website. Again, lettertech.com, L-E-D-D-A-R tech.com. Make sure you're also subscribing to Letter Tech Lab on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you next time on Letter Tech Lab.